Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. The Football Ramble have teamed up with audible.co.uk to offer you, our listeners, a free audiobook of your choosing. All you have to do is register for a one-month free trial to claim your free audiobook. There are over 60,000 to choose from. If you're in the UK, you can register at audible.co.uk slash footballramble. The 30-day free trial means you can choose a free audiobook from sizzling biographies to the latest fiction or even classical works, which is yours to keep whether or not you decide to cancel in the trial period. Register now at audible.co.uk slash footballramble. Fingers on buzzers, ladies and gentlemen. It's the Football Ramble. Lovely to have you here. My name's Marcus, and I've got three chums with me. Jim. Hello. Pete. Hot flavour. And Luke. All right. All right. Now then, we, uh, we've we got an opening question from Duncan Berrington. Bezos! Big Beza. Um, <laughs> he said, uh, this is inspired by his beloved Baggies victory at Anfield. Uh, he's asking what the, what the greatest smash and grabs are. What your favourite smash and grab result is obviously West Brom beat uh, Liverpool one 0 Liverpool had loads of chances. Uh, Jim, what are you going to go for? Uh, I'm going to go for possibly what I think is probably the ultimate smash and grab because it's such a calculated smash and grab and uh, almost a sort of it was like a sort of criminal mastermind was behind it. It was Red Star Belgrade, oh, yeah. yeah, the 1991 European Cup final. I honestly uh, thought you were going to say escape to victory then. <laughs> <laughs> against, against Marseille, was it? They played for penalties the they did. whole game throughout extra time and they scored all five of their penalties. Robert Prosenecki and uh, Mihailovic scored penalties right. in that game as there, well. There is a, Outrageous. There is a great <laughs> big story behind that which we don't have the time to go into but yeah, they did play for penalties though, and uh, it, it was completely European Cup. I think, I think that the Marseille players thought it was a bit much when they turned out instead of in their usual kit but in stripy jumpers <laughs> <laughs> and, and masks with a bag of swag <laughs> over their shoulder. <laughs> right, chaps, you ready? <laughs> Pete, what have you got for us? Um, I'm going to go for one quite recent one, to be honest. Uh, one that I saw. Uh, Wolves uh, versus Arsenal at the Emirates, where basically Arsenal were on the front foot pretty much 99% of the time. Yes. Wayne Hennessy in fine, fine form. And uh, they came away with pretty much nothing. They scored their goal, and uh, Mick McCarthy was jumping around really excitedly. And, yeah. uh, I enjoyed that match, personally, <laughs> because just the, the annoyance, but also reserve of the Arsenal fans around me. <laughs> yeah. Just kind of not wanting <laughs> to punch were, anyone, but they were, uh, yeah, they, were, they were particularly annoyed about the whole thing. I quite like Blast! <laughs> I quite miss um, Mick McCarthy being all happy and animated. Not that he was massively just when he was in the job. Yeah, yeah come back. 
back, Mick. Yeah. A couple of people would have gone back to um, to their house after, and, and Mummy's relaxation day would have been completely ruined. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't get Arsenal in front of me. Um, I will if I want. Okay. <laughs> Be it on your checkbook. Uh, Luke, who are you going for? Um, it's, a, it's a sad week for Portsmouth. It is. Yeah, relegate to League One, which I'm sure you'll come on to later. Yes. Um, so I thought I'd give him a, bit, a few mad props, as the uh-huh. kids are saying. Wow. Uh, FA Cup quarter final, yeah. 2008. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Manchester United nil, Portsmouth won. Yeah. Yeah, that was absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. Yeah, it really was. That was the final. Like, really, remember, the balls, was, you know what? Seven minutes in, uh, Ronaldo rinsed the left back. I forget who it was now. And Distan came across the cover, yeah. butchered him in the penalty area. <laughs> no pen. Yeah. You know what? I thought it's on. It's on. <laughs> <laughs> I was rubbing my hands together. Sad he, got, he got poleaxed by Distan. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, and uh, he just sat on the, on the on his ass, looking at the uh, Old Trafford crowd with his hands, just looking at him, going, "Yeah." It's done happen at home. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't don't be surprised when I leave. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then uh, there was that ridiculous uh, clearance of a line from Glenn Johnson. Then um, Michael Carrick was in on goal, three yes. yards out with no keeper, didn't score. Um, and then <laughs> and Glenn then, Johnson's the one where he kind of backheeled it, but he yeah. didn't know much about it. No, he, he legged it behind him and sort of hooked it off the line. Okay. Yeah. Oh, no, it was a header. It was a header. Sorry, oh, there, was, it. there was one. Was it one of the United players who cleared it off the line? But it was. It was. It was one of those ones where we think, "How's that?" That's no, yeah. There was that a, was not meant to happen. There were several of them. Yes. Um, and then at halftime, Van der Sar went off injured. Yes. And Tom, Tommy Kushak came on. That's only half the story. His contribution was to bring Milan Barros down the area. Mm. Uh, right at the end, off he goes. No, it was about seventy-six minutes. Oh, was it? Yeah, and off he goes, and uh, Big Rio's gone in goal for the penalty. <laughs> Um, oh, I thought it was a bit further No, nah, 76 minutes oh, okay, right. there was, It was a good 10 minutes of me absolutely bricking Because <laughs> <laughs> that'd be even worse Yeah, it would you be. lost oh, the league Big time yeah, And yeah. then um, obviously Montari smashed a pen in And uh, Ferdinand, to be fair to Ferdinand, he dived the right way But as <laughs> I've said to you before When you see an outfield goalkeeper go and goal It's only then you truly realise how player. good goalkeepers are yeah, 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 yeah. Right yeah. Outfield player. Absolutely yeah. So that was, yeah And then obviously Portsmouth went on to, uh, to, to lift the cup So an important one And something I thought I'd mention For both the Pompey fans that listen <laughs> In the interest to balance on, on the week for when you there. listen back to it <laughs> yeah that's what I mean yeah. twice <laughs> is it worth it <laughs> no <laughs> the day, obviously not the day you guys got relegated I was down um, in Portsmouth I was down yeah. in Portsmouth for the very first time very sad bunch aren't they yeah, <laughs> yeah well, we'll talk about that I'll in, in, like in that. a bit <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go uh, for uh, World Cup 2010 when Switzerland beat Spain oh yeah, yeah mm-hmm. 1-0 um, yeah, it was almost two dirty I come on scoring it was nearly two yeah, yeah. And, then, and then Spain got their act together and, and became champions of the universe mm. uh, honourable mentions to Scotland away to France in a World Cup qualifier when mm. uh, James McFadden scored a 30 yard yes in yeah. the top oh, yeah. but it was all front I think that was their only shot on goal <laughs> Greece in every game in the Euros every yeah. game <laughs> smashed and grabbed the tournament Man yeah. United of course in the Champions League uh, against Bayern yeah oh I just smash and grab well, it was like what 30 seconds to go and they scored twice yeah Same they did twice. have a lot of pressure though ask Sammy Kafur if he thought it was a smash and grab <laughs> yeah. ask Lothar Mateus if he thought it was a smash <laughs> and grab Marcus. ask Clive Tilsley yeah exactly. he, thought, um, he can't remember that he was just delirious <laughs> yeah. at the time ah oh, god bless Clive right, when, when that, when that actually up. happened Clive Tilsley was just rolling around the country box floor just going ah <laughs> As you would be. Yeah, fair enough. I was rolling around my lounge. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The Champions League final, Liverpool. Yeah. Oh yeah, another one. Yeah. That, yeah, that was sort of a four smashes and grabs. Yeah, exactly. That's the yeah, thing. A couple of dives, a couple yeah. of penners. No, a <laughs> smash and grab. I'm talking about when you are completely under the cosh and then and then you nick it. Whereas Liverpool, they were three 0 um, down at half time. No, they were three 0 down, but but it was over a period of time they came back right, into okay. it. Yeah. 
So, okay. uh, well, there's three goals in like eight minutes. Yeah. It was a pretty good smash and grab. Well, I suppose. Yeah. It was smashy. It's anyway, smashy yeah, but non smashing grab. Then, but then they, it, it's a comeback, isn't it? I think you can only have a couple of goals involved at don't most. Don't call to it smash a comeback. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we've, all, we've all done ours anyway. So yeah, we have. Yeah. Uh, Jim's got the points. No. Oh. Well, hang on a minute. You thought you got it, didn't you? You thought you presented the game. I got well. uh, the points and going for gold last week, double. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that was, uh, but now it's this week. Yeah, true. And you've uh, yet to perform. You're only as good as your last result. Premier League. Mm. Um, let's go straight to Manchester United 4 Everton 4 one of the games of the season hot yeah. damn outrageous <laughs> scenes the mental games are back just in time if Man United don't win the league yeah that yeah, game that, will be one. Yeah. that <laughs> game ladies and gentlemen awful defending at times 3-1 up cruising 3-2 4-2 jobs are good yeah. mm. at home yeah when you got a win for the title yeah. race but that's, yeah. that's so straightforward I thought before the game I thought this is this is a real test if they, if they win this they're fine and they failed mm. well I mean it's interesting Mancini's by now quite tedious um, kind of concession of the title yeah. obviously there's nine <laughs> games there and it's clearly to make them like you know complacent and that's yes. exactly what they were at 4-2 they yeah. were just strolling around me, just celebrating already <laughs> half practically time. drinking the champagne yeah. <laughs> at half time in the Manchester derby soon to be if City are 3-0 up so is it are you back on well no, no. it's over it's <laughs> yeah. over yeah. If, it, it's, basically it's in City's hands because if they win three games yeah. they win the title that's right because yeah. of, three cup finals three yeah. cup finals yeah. um, <laughs> because of their goal difference of course yeah, yeah. yeah. well Man- Mancini uh, sorry not Mancini Ferguson has been saying yeah I mean like the, we've given the momentum all back to City now it's become this really strangely polite war of attrition between well, Ferguson them. knows what he's doing by saying that well of course he does yeah, but it's boring we can all see what they're both doing <laughs> it's annoying well, but it's, it was just Fellaini's finish for his uh, oh, that's was beauty that oh, was some great goals like, he doesn't usually do that this is troubling someone emailed <laughs> me suggesting a song for Nikita Yelovich which is uh, follow the Yelovich road yeah. nice. follow the Yelovich yeah. road do you think it worked quite good it's quite, quite yeah nice. I like that yeah. um, I'm in my head I was just trying to jam his name into Mellow Yellow by Donovan but it doesn't work his, his head his Mellow. Header for his yeah, first goal was excellent. Yeah. It was. Matt Letizia was loving it. Mm. Yeah, he was. I yeah. like Letizia in the commentary box. Yeah, bringing joy back. Like a just excited Matt Letizia. Which he just, he, as I said on Twitter, he just reminds everybody that this is mm. to be appreciated, this is to be enjoyed. Football. Yeah, but then, but then there's 40 minutes when he doesn't say anything, and then <laughs> yeah, you know, near the end of the match, he'll, 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 he'll say something amazing. Yeah, I'll have a chance <laughs> to interject. And I'm, he'll a just fan, it. I'm a fan. But I see what you've done he there. Won't, he won't set up for any rehearsal. It took a while because he doesn't need to. He doesn't need to. You'll never get any international games though. Worth noting about that game yeah. as well that Tony Hibbert got two assists. He did, and, yeah. Um, Great crosses. It's, it's really, really consistent player, Tony Hibbert. I find it odd that he's never even seemed to have been considered for England, even a place in a squad. Yeah. Do people just think he's Scottish? I felt really sorry. <laughs> <I felt, laughs> I just assume he is. He, he does, does look Scottish if he wasn't. Yeah, he probably. does look Scottish. I remember he was about to come on in the FA Cup semi final because we were right near the bench. Mm. And uh, as he was about to come on, Liverpool scored their second. Mm. And he just he didn't even say anything, he just put his jumper back on. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> um, I'm, a, I'm a flair player. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but interestingly enough um, Everton haven't scored Four goals away from home In the Premier League Since David Moyes First away game As Everton manager Which is about Ten years ago Has that ever happened To United at Old Trafford Where they've conceded Four uh, well, obviously, Man City. The Man City game this season, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At the swamp, I felt um, a bit sorry for Danny Welbeck because he made such uh, mm. brilliant contributions. What to that a game. goal! Yeah. yeah, superb goal. Incredible it was nice. little shimmy, wasn't it? It was, yeah. just, oh. it was nice to see him score. A, uh, you know, an important goal at uh, yeah. an important time because um, his goal scoring perhaps has let him down slightly this season. It was almost like he heard you say that he wasn't as good as any of the City strikers, well. and he's banged one in the top corner. <laughs> there you go. Um, but. Uh, 
and, and also his movement with Rooney for the fourth, I think it mm. was, when Rooney slotted home, was, was mm. great play between. It was Cole and York S. Intricate. Mm. Um, but, they, but they didn't win. It was, it was four all. They, they dropped points. <laughs> Whenever they scored their fourth, it was like it cut to Rooney. He was just walking back to the. Um, to the uh, halfway they shaking his head like I've scored, we've scored four goals yeah, yeah. <laughs> what do you want from me That's what right. more do you want from this me this never happens to a Man United side no. R- Raphael was just all over the place wasn't he when they're sort of you know when it was at 4-2 and they did seem to have become complacent as you were saying Raphael in particular just wasn't tracking his man at, at all it was just yeah big Tim Vickery Ferguson was saying that, um, been, God can you imagine being in that dressing room afterwards oh, he would have been beside himself yeah. Ferg, uh, Tim Vickery was saying that there's question marks over the physicality of um, those twins whether they can handle the Premier League in terms of its strength mm-hmm. uh, uh, it, it, it was interesting when Ferguson um, the the, the post-match interview he kind of just sort of chuckled and he was very calm and I thought to myself you've put on a lot of face there yeah, yeah. because you will be utterly furious yeah. but he came out oh yeah uh, uh, yeah that'd be a big big Manchester derby yeah 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 all very calm as if don't worry it's not a problem and he yeah. just says a little oh. smile and he's got like a, a petrol can in his hand <laughs> <laughs> yeah. what are you doing this I'm, I'm going to burn my squad yeah. burn them is that a cat of nine tails behind you back <laughs> definitely not <laughs> are those horns emerging from your skull yeah. <laughs> You can imagine the players being like, they're even more terrified when he's like that. Yeah, they prefer yeah. him to be hammering him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like, it's psychotic. Yeah. There's not mean? enough boots in the boot room to Mom! people. Mum, I've stolen a bottle of whiskey, I drank it all, now I'm drunk. That's fine. Oh, what do you mean that's fine? Please be angry and sweat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a story from Luke's childhood. Yeah, yeah. Childhood? <laughs> <laughs> but they dropped points um, at home to Everton, and Wolves uh, got, th- uh, they didn't, sorry, uh, Wolves got relegated as Manchester City beat them 2-0 uh, shame for Wolves but it was it was coming Terry yeah. Connor's uh, post-match interview was actually quite difficult to watch yeah it, yeah it was it was quite well, very I think that's kind of part of it all of his um, we've said this a, a, a few times before he's very emotional and he's not particularly if he, if he sat in in a room with me I wouldn't necessarily be I'd feel just a little bit sorry for him you know he's in a he's in a difficult situation mm. he's bottom of the league he's coming at a time he, he doesn't look like the sort of person to really kick some backside he doesn't look you know he, he always looks a little bit kind of lost well the reports yeah. are that he's coaching sessions are really good and, and mm. uh, he's an excellent coach and the players like training with him but um, there's probably it, with the greatest respect to him <clears throat> and like I say in this post-match interview he also was at great pains to say you know we've got three games left and we've got to make sure we preserve the integrity of this division because it, mm. the games we play are, are important to other teams um, which I thought was a nice touch yeah. um, but there's a reason he's been at Wolves as, as an assistant manager for such a long time it's probably because he's not really but then at the same time if he's offered that job he's not going to not take it is he no. you know? yeah but, but some people make um, their careers through being a good coach and that's fine mm. you can be an excellent coach but just not um, you well, know, well, look at Carlos Quiros ladies and gentlemen <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> look at Di Matteo what's he going to do at the end of the season when uh, when they bring in a big man uh, it'll be difficult for him to stay wouldn't it it will be well, difficult yeah, for him to yeah, stay yeah, right. exactly. we'll have him at Portsmouth We'd have him. Well, the thing is, it gives, it, it, but it gives him his uh, sort of career a little bit of a boost because he's not necessarily he's not at your, your clubs that are struggling like your, your, yeah. your West Broms and stuff. He's got something that I wouldn't like, say West Brom are struggling. They were at the time. They were when. when oh, okay, was, right, yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he, you know, he did quite well there, but um, it, it just shows that he, he can manage a Triple A team to a certain extent. Uh, Pete, I just wanted to say though that the thing is, last time Portsmouth took an ex-Chelsea manager who was <laughs> managing at the later stage of the Champions League, it all went <laughs> swimmingly well. So we'll definitely have Diva Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> that could be like. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Avram Grant. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that could be the routine, the wouldn't it? Yeah. Because yeah. Chelsea get through managers. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah. Yeah. We'll take them. So we'll take them. <laughs> you, you probably. You'll probably get th- like one in three off Chelsea. I think just so. Just at the sort of going rate for, for Pompey and. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, it's it could happen. It could happen. But City and um, City just stepped up, didn't they? They did. So they just Wolves. They looked like they were really sort of going for it at first. They yeah. looked like they were actually going to sort of make a decent fight of it. But they're just not good enough. I. You look at that squad. You think maybe Hennessy. Um, uh, Fletcher and Hartley, Matt Jarvis and probably Stephen Fletcher will get moves elsewhere but other than that you know this it was a shame for Wolves because actually they did look quite lively but it, well they started very well yeah they? but it was just one of those ones where Manchester City just thought no 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 we smelled blood, Manchester they? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. you know they had lots of chances all sorts of chances yeah and it was, it was just one of those ones where you, you thought oh come on Wolves you know you don't like to see anybody go down but it, it was just a big someone's got to yeah. someone's got to you do wonder I mean, change the rules what, what would have happened if, if McCarthy had stayed they probably would have had a bit more fight about them and the fans have been on their backs all season as well yeah. you can understand them sort of being disappointed with the results and stuff but clearly it's had a negative effect it's not helped okay. also one other weird thing Sammy and Nasri has got a really strangely long elongated finger <laughs> like an eye eye it's really yeah. watch the footage again he sort of runs off celebrating wagging his finger it's like E.T.'s finger it's Is weird it? it's creepy wow oh. weird my goodness <laughs> Moving on swiftly um, to uh, one of two uh, London derbies that happened in the Prem on the weekend. QPR one, Spurs nil. Mm. Tarak getting another goal. Three to one. Off. QPR win in that match. Was it? <laughs> that wasn't the goal they scored. It wasn't a free kick either. Yeah. It was a dreadful decision. Yeah, it was a decent hit though. Decent hit. Um, and then he got sent off. Yeah, he did. He'll do that, won't he? He will. <laughs> but that, that is frustrating though for the manager because he's just started to, to get a couple of goals mm. and you think, oh, well, Gordon Bennett, we, here we go. We're right in the running. And then they're going to miss him for probably is it a, I think a game, it's a game yeah, yeah. 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 QPR flying. I mean they beat Liverpool. What about Spurs though? All these reports the coming out of Spurs about Redknapp and yeah, I don't know how true it is, but all oh, about falling out with the players. Lots of people told. Lots of people have said that um, Adebayor refused to play. Um, he will that, do that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, is that really newsworthy in itself? <laughs> Indeed. Yeah. yeah. Sun uh, comes up. Shock. But the, the other reports were um, the um, Walker Kabul. Um, and one or two others were, were, weren't too happy with him. And I mean, I don't know how true it is. Lots of, in, in my opinion, in experience for me anyway, have been reputable sources have said this. Mm, and, mm. and it is true that, that Adebayor was removed from the squad very late on. Redknapp's had a hamstring injury, but he should be fine for next week. So yeah, it's a difficult one to judge. But it's weird. The bottle seems to have gone from Spurs, doesn't it? They they're in a real bad position. Really, really, really creaking inevitabi- inevitability that they're going to drop out the you know they're going to drop out the race for fourth. To, who, to whose gain, Pete? Don't know. To Newcastle United. Don't want to talk about Newcastle there uh, this week. I'll get in trouble, <laughs> get in trouble again. <laughs> <laughs> well, let us talk about them then. Apologies <laughs> for the Sutherland fans. Apparently, don't have that bad in a way support. Shouldn't have said it. Would have edited it out. Didn't have time. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, I'm on me forum Here's Peter Twitter Them God give him some nonsense <laughs> <laughs> Fucking plastic man Suck it Yeah <laughs> that, that, that's that, me that, care, that, that'll do it That'll do that's it That's what I was about to say Before you said that bit A rare show of contrition yeah. From Pete Dawson <laughs> I'm already joking Yeah So off you go Pitiakers uh, Yeah um, <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah Elsewhere in the North East Newcastle did beat Stoke 3-0 They're into the top four They're looking good for it They're not called Newcastle anymore They're called um, The Caballé Show Oh okay yeah. Oh why, the why cheekbones is, Why was yeah. Caballé Not in the Premier League Team of the Year I, I would argue that There's been some matches Where he's gone missing Just simply because We've had to defend a lot uh, A lot more And he's yeah. kind of A, a very forward facing uh, Midfielder He's had a fantastic season I, I, think I would argue that People who have 
saved our season Tim Krull for one and uh, Danny Simpson there's so many times he's been on the line he's cleared the ball off the, uh, off the line and, uh, drinking and those match. eyes as well drinking <laughs> those eyes. misty eyes <laughs> but they've had the big, some big performers um, uh, Colaccini was in the, the, the Premier League team of the yeah, year yeah deservedly and it's yeah. we've signed him up for a, a long deal not that that means anything and Newcastle you know, is, uh, <laughs> yeah. but, but you know if we get Champions League football it may not be that important to sell so you know mm. are you expecting big things from Kabai in the Euros well, will he play? Do yeah, I think, think he will play. Will yeah. he, start for he played in the um, he played in the game they drew against Bosnia mm. where they went through. I think he will play. Yeah, Ben oh, Arthur yeah. should be really in a shout. He's been playing out of his skin the last few games. Six, yeah. six matches. They've got a lot of quality though, France, haven't they? That's the thing. Yeah. Got a lot of quality. Yeah, uh, Arsenal drew nil nil with Chelsea. Yeah, it was a bizarre reaction from Chelsea as well. They seemed mm. really pleased with it. You think it was a dull game? It was yeah. an awful, awful <laughs> game. It almost seemed like. You know, like the practice for Barcelona again, mm. like playing this sp- specific way, mm. see if we can get something out of it. I know they made a lot of changes, so clearly they've got one eye on that tactically. But they seem delighted with getting a point. It's like you're meant to be chasing a sort of a spot in the top four. Sure, mm. this is a terrible result for yeah. you. I threw out it was a must win. Good result really for Newcastle. Odd. I was going to say that um, when when Torres uh, found he was on the team sheet, do you reckon he was delighted, or do you reckon he thought, well, that's not that's me not playing on Tuesday then? <laughs> yeah. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but do you think he would breathe a sigh of relief that he's not playing on Tuesday? Well, he's got a great Record against Barcelona. Drogba, Drogba yeah. was injured though, wasn't he? So there's, you know, Torres might play both. It's, it's more necessity than anything he'd, else. He'd, yeah, think. possibly. Yeah. He'd want to play against a, a Spanish team. No, no, no. He's, no, not, he he's not getting in the Euro squads at the moment. Yeah, he, he's got know. a good record against Barcelona. Actually, yeah. he scored a lot of goals against them. The way yeah. things are going with this season, with all these teams just sort of like just sort of seemingly bottling. The, the, the sound of squeaking bums is going to be deafening <laughs> on the final day. <laughs> it's going to be a full fart. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> everyone will bottle. No one will win the league. Twenty teams will go down. <laughs> yeah, no wins. <laughs> it has been a ridiculously good season. Yeah, it's yeah. been awesome. Um, yeah. And uh, Roy Hodgson got one over on, on Liverpool. I say one over. Actually, it was it was quite a nice affair. The, the Liverpool yeah. fans were respectful of him. Yeah, I heard they were yeah. sort of very very welcoming of him. Which yeah, is nice because they're looking in their own dugout. That's why. <laughs> 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 I'm not bloody surprised we've got a newfound respect for him. Oi, Christ, you're in enough trouble as it is. Oh yeah. Oi, oi. yeah. <laughs> um, Going out five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alan, do you, know, do you want to come in and do a bit? <laughs> you got, you got mad. Alan Davy. <laughs> oh dear. Um, yeah, it was. It was. Um, it was a. I'd say a good win for West Brom. It was a lucky win, and even um, Hodgson said that himself. I mean, Liverpool it was so unlucky. I know this is a bit of a stupid fact, but so I saw someone tweet that if, if Liverpool had scored with every time they hit the woodwork, they'd be fourth. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's brilliant. amazing, isn't it? Yeah, their their um, their form since the turn of the year is like second bottom or something. Yeah, and, and, and Hodgson's got a better home record at West Brom and at Liverpool have this season. Yeah, he's, he's done a good job. Do you know there. the turn of the year who'd be right up there? It would be Fulham. Probably, yeah. Martin yeah. Yol was saying this. He might be lying. He might yeah. be trying to secure another uh, deal. <laughs> I saw Fulham. Just, you just believe that lovely voice, don't you? I do, yeah. <laughs> Something yeah. like that. Um, but I saw, Fulham against, I saw Fulham against Wigan on, on the weekend, and it was so nice to see. Um, Two sides, not massive teams, of course, but so much of the ball was played on the deck. Yeah, mm. you know, and obviously that you sure know, much. Which, sure much. Yeah, um, there was a. It's funny at Fulham because obviously it's quite a quiet crowd. It's all very yes. nice and, and polite, but there was one knobhead just a couple of rows back. Going, oh, you Microsoft football ramble. <laughs> Don't like you, <laughs> and uh, like properly abusing the ref, like really unnecessarily. And I thought, there's no, no, it wasn't. It was worse than Pete. <laughs> what do you mean? But look, when Connor, but you know, when one of those guys who's not funny. When Connor Salmon came on, oh, here he comes, f off fish. 
shut up fish oh and then when Kieran God. Fry came on he went oi he's gonna fry you fish <laughs> <laughs> oh and I was just like oh, you don't like that yeah. no no you don't like it I like it it's like a school bully's followed him to the game yeah yeah uh, it's just. Oh. It reminds me of when I saw a guy. A blood. <laughs> he's a dre- whoever he is. is a dreadful Did he think he was Mark Fish? I don't know. Um, but he wasn't fitting into the ambience in the stadium. Let me tell you. Well, once when I was at Guildford train station, there was a bloke on the platform with just a beard, just an old bloke with a slightly graying beard, and no his, clothes. And these kids came round him to him and said, "Oh," and one of them went, "Oi, beardy, nice beard." <laughs> <laughs> and another one chipped in with, "Oi, Captain Birdseye, do us a fish finger." <laughs> just <laughs> Terrible, terrible insults not thought through. Yeah, I, well, I was at a train station a little while ago and there was a bloke just running along because the train was there and this drunk bloke just looked at me and went, Wanker! guy's <laughs> <laughs> in his 40s. What's <laughs> wrong with the population? Oh, I saw a man doing a wee on the uh, Tottenham Court Road uh, tube uh, tracks shouting, I'm sorry, I've just got to do this. You're going to get electrocuted, <laughs> you idiot. God. Some little train, train tales stories. there. On the weekend, we had the PFA Awards. Uh, Van Persie was the big winner. Wearing a great blazer. Oh, yeah. Big fan of that. Big I thought him and Carl Walker, who obviously won the young player, young both player. looked very, very uh, dapper. Yeah, they will do. But they were talking about um, Van Persie um, having a fairly shoddy disciplinary record uh, this season, and he's you know he's been a bit rude at times, hasn't he? To like, Gary Caldwell, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, cruel. He strikes with someone who's a bit chippy, Van Persie. Oh yeah, exactly. he's, he had a reputation as a real hothead when he came over to England. We saw mm. that quite a lot in the early days. But he's, you know, as he's got older and matured as a man, you oh, see it less. But it's still in there. He was so arrogant when he was younger. Yeah, but oh. stuff like the the, the, the Rise Award should be about um, you know how you conduct yourself on. Uh, to, well, to well, this was the PFA. Award. Yeah, yeah. But, but yeah. when when it comes to the Writers' Awards, it's going to be it's a stupid time to have it anyway. I mean, you know, mm. surely if if Sergio Aguero, who was nominated, bangs in three hat tricks between now and the end of the season mm. and City win the league, yeah. given the Van Persie hasn't scored for a wee mm, while now. Yeah. Well, I was surprised that Aguero, Aguero didn't win the young player, actually. He wasn't even nominated for young player, was oh, he? No, I think he, he was. He was nominated for player, but no, not he was young nominated player. for young player. Oh, okay, right. Um, I'd give it yeah, I'd have had Aguero. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, what was nice to see was um, a pressing defender, Graham Alexander, received the PFA Merit Award. Um, He's evergreen for mm. playing a billion mm. games. Yeah, I think, yeah. I, think <laughs> I, think de- I think he might have made his debut the season before Ryan Giggs or something. Ninety-one. Wow. Been around for a long time. Staggering. Yeah. Nineteen ninety. Did he have a hundred percent penalties record as well for Burnley for a long time? Oh, yeah. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. He was. He, he was, was a good penalty great from sure, the yeah. penalty spot. Yeah. Um, also in the, 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 the Premier League team, of the year, quite dominated by Manchester City and Spurs players. Although Wayne Rooney, Van Persie in there, but um, it was nice to see Leighton, Leighton Baines in there, getting the yeah. nod. Yeah. Indy Leighton Baines Indy yeah. Leighton Baines um, uh, Now we're going to move on to the championship Where Reading have been promoted They were promoted last week of course Champions of the championship What was nice as well is Sounds stupid <laughs> Championship champions But it's real man mm. You know <laughs> But it's real man um, <laughs> right. What was nice as well Gary is Boosie we, <laughs> Is last season they had their push And they obviously got to the playoff final And were unlucky Because they yeah. nearly had a great comeback This season they've gone and done it Yeah because yeah. the momentum could have easily been lost and, and in actual fact When they first started this run They're right in the doldrums Right down the They've done what Roy King did at Sunderland Just yeah. hammered it up the division mm. Brian McDermott Um very, he's got incredible coaching methods Yeah Because uh, I think it was an interview ooh, I forget which paper it was But he, he's got a really um, interesting way of, 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 of discipline He doesn't really have it he, the, the players turn up to training when they want but, and, and, and so it's very relaxed Like a sort of art degree yeah, yeah, kind of, but... Might be what Portsmouth were doing. <laughs> no, but the results of this particular one... Yeah. Um, ...was that the, the players get there earlier and leave later. 
Wow. He's very, and that doesn't it doesn't um, affect you know oh well you've been turning up late so <laughs> it's a high risk strategy isn't it well, <laughs> yeah, really especially at Pompey where yeah. like, you don't pay your players <laughs> what do you mean training <laughs> <laughs> but apparently he went um, he, he um, had a bit of time at, I think it was Google's offices in London and noticed their shift patterns oh, and let's how get some bean bags in yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah what, oh. how, how they were having sushi off of iPads for lunch <laughs> yeah. all that sort of stuff. on and the pitch <laughs> promoted yeah. that's all I'm going to say <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it might not work when they um, get a taste of the Premier League some of those players but uh, seriously uh, boys you are going to have to come in now yeah. <laughs> because these pla- teams are really really good <laughs> well five of them are yeah. yeah lads I spent a lot of time on Google and apparently Barcelona are good so yeah, yeah, yeah. I looked them up yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when I was at Google <laughs> um, Middlesbrough beat Southampton 2-1 and uh, because um, Cardiff dropped points uh, home to Leeds Middlesbrough Got to go down to the last day See if they can get in the playoffs Against Cardiff yeah. At the expense of Cardiff but Middlesbrough yeah. have just been Like a semi-on Haven't they yeah. This season That's probably yeah. how you describe yeah. them They're two points off it With the game left aren't they So they've got, they've got a, They've right. got a winning Cardiff They've got to lose I think <laughs> Southampton have play um, West Ham play In between now And when we release Don't they they? do And West Ham need to win but if, I tell you what If West Ham do win And give me something here I'm, I'm, I'll clutch on, on, clutch on, on anything I can <laughs> right, If West Ham win I reckon Southampton Might absolutely shit themselves the or put day. themselves two divisions between themselves or and their that. rivals. Or that. Or <laughs> yeah. that might happen. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't thought about that one yet. <laughs> I'll, I'll cross that bridge when I come to it. There's always the FA Cup, Luke. <laughs> yeah, that's true, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Birmingham and Blackpool, they'll be in the playoffs. Great to see Blackpool in a oh, contention so. again. It's brilliant. So. To bounce yeah. back from a relegation like that must be so difficult. They've, sl- they've sort of slipped under the radar, Blackpool. They, they have. Well, that's what they did the first time around, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, it is, yeah. yeah. Slips. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, Coventry have been relegated, uh, along with Portsmouth. Yeah. Yeah, Coventry haven't been in the third flight since 1964. Mm. I read they have been sent to remain in Coventry. Yeah, <laughs> blimey, O'Reilly. And Portsmouth, um, yeah, yeah <laughs> didn't didn't even bother winning their home game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Bristol City <laughs> won anyway, but don't worry about it because we're not winning yeah. at home against Derby. You've got nothing to play for. So Co- yeah. Coventry, Coventry's arena is not a the Rico uh, Arena, a, th- a third tier ground. Really, it's no. a fantastic little. Uh, well, I mean, it looks like the same as every other arena ever, but you know, yeah. Premier League for so long, yeah. of course. Yeah. Well, you know, Elland Road was down there for a while, which just seemed crazy. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, but yeah, Barnsley, uh, Forest, and, and Bristol City all breathe sighs of relief mm. in that division again. Uh, League One, Charlton, of course, were promoted uh, last week. They beat um, Wickham Wanderers. They could reach a hundred points for the season, Charlton. They have been absolutely magnificent. They, they they've been they've been top of the of League One since the eighth game of the season. It's class, isn't it? You yeah. can't argue with that because obviously Huddersfield f- fell away and mm. they're in the playoffs. And there's um, a, a wonderful duel for, for second place uh, between Sheffield United and Sheffield Wednesday. Both got a couple of tricky games left. Well, I think Wednesday are away to Brentford, and Brentford are quite good at home. And Sheffield United go away to Exeter, who will probably be relegated by then. So I think United have probably got the upper hand on that. Yeah, but United aren't home to Stevens on the last day, and they're, ch- they're chasing a playoff spot, I think. Yeah, true. Who knows? Um, if I had to put my, if I had to put a tenner on one of them now, it'd be yeah, United. United. So look forward to celebrations, Wednesday fans. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Uh, Rochdale have been relegated from from that division as well, and it's looking pretty bleak for Exeter and Chesterfield. Yeah, but all the uh, all the the I's and T's will be dotted and crossed soon enough, Jim. 
Soon enough. <laughs> <laughs> hey, League Two, Swindon Town, they was, was a good promotion. Di Canio was still annoyed because I didn't win. Yeah, well, <laughs> it, it was great though because Di Canio said, like, you know, a number of months ago, oh, my team is the best team in this division. I will win this it. league. Yeah, and I remember <laughs> yeah. thinking, oh, it's a bit. Big, does it, you underestimate man, uh, that man's arrogance. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I, I think that when he got into the dress, dress room when they were promoted, I reckon like, some of the players were like, come on, gaffer. Let's, let's just have a beer <laughs> No you lose No You idiot <laughs> We fight now Everybody laughing at us now I stab you in bum bum <laughs> <laughs> It's great though I mean that's a sort of Madness I was going to say passion But it's just madness isn't yeah, it? uh, It's yeah. going to sort of Carry them up the divisions I was looking at the bottom of League 2 uh, Today and, and thinking Barnet might actually Get out of it But then I realised They haven't won a game In like their last, last nine mm. So they probably won't okay. so Sorry Barnet fans <laughs> Well, whatever it's not my fault. Whatever you say won't have a bearing on what's going to happen. I was trying to spin Barnet fans saying, you know, you've got a chance, but I don't think they have. Well, surely they're due a win, like the uh, Alan Partridge guy to roulette. If it's red one time, it's bound to be black the next. Bound to be. (laughs) People like them. Let's make some more of them. (laughs) (laughs) Now let's shoot off to La Liga, where the Classico was played, and Real Madrid won. Mm. 2-1 in the Nou Camp. They, um... They what was it fifty four games at home unbeaten Barcelona yeah something like that not it's not going to be fifty five Barcelona <laughs> rubbish they were they really were Madrid they're the superb. worst team I've ever seen yeah <laughs> it's over it's yeah. over the bubble yeah, yeah. I always thought they were overrated anyway yeah mm-hmm. I didn't rate them yeah yeah, yeah. Chelsea finally Chelsea. been found out at home <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> on a warm and clement night <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but, um, it was a bit rainy I think was it like? Madrid deserved it though. they, they, they played very well they were excellent they it, defended very well it was, it's almost like a lot of people have been saying that um, Jose Mourinho has had so many sort of trial and errors yeah. against Barcelona try this it didn't work try there. obviously in the, the Spanish Cup last season or whenever it was but, but this time I think he just totally downplayed the whole affair it didn't yeah. feel like a Clasico no it, it, there was the crowd it, it was the, it, it was, was a it very was dull. stunted game it was, wasn't yeah, it yeah completely and I think that's he took the sting out of, uh, of all of it and what it was kind of evident when Cristiano Ronaldo scored as well because yeah. he was immediate he didn't even really celebrate he just no. urged calm straight away yeah. and you know it was clearly that was Madrid's plan stifle them keep your heads fight mm-hmm. for everything to the last minute and, and, and also can I just say I prefer the Mourinho up and down the touchline swinging the other well, well we know what we prefer <laughs> yeah. um, but what's more effective yeah. and in, the, in the grand scheme there's one win out of a canny field yeah, they're going to win the league now mate yeah it's mm. huge for them I think you know I mean, it's, it's ridiculous to say that Barcelona are I mean is it over for Barcelona blah blah no, blah no. but there are some points to be made which are Barcelona have still got quite a small squad yep. you know they've got, I think their squad is only 21 players or something which is very small compared to Madrid a lot of very um, raw players in there as well yeah. I thought Christian Teo was excellent he but, was a, um, he, but I still think that he I mean, you could see that he was a young and experienced player. Though I mean, he, yeah, he, he got could. the right positions. He got yeah. he took players on, but his, his decision making eventually at the end was 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 quite poor. Seth Fabregas' his form has tailed off massively as well. Dermot Corrigan wrote a really good piece for our website about that. You did, uh, yeah. If you want to check that out at some point. And yeah, no, they uh, you're right. They do have a small squad, <coughs> and you know, I think those players have just got to be tired. And also, they've missed David Villa for a long, long time. It's incredible, but yeah. really, when you think about it, that, that you can miss a player of that quality and it, it's almost forgotten. Well, I, I thought Guillaume Balaguer. Uh, made some great points as he will you know he's an excellent journalist but he said that there was almost a feeling for him that that Guardiola's looked at that game and he's thought if we win this game 
We've then got Is it three or four games left Of, of La Liga Something like that You've got a few games left Each one of them Will be a cup final yeah. They've got a semi-final Against Chelsea Where they're a goal down So the pressure's on yeah. Presumably they go through They'll have the final Of the Champions League And they've got the final Of the Spanish Cup And I think And, and, and Balaguer said And I agree with him Guardiola's looked at his squad And thought We don't have enough In the tank for all this no. mm. And he's prioritised The Champions League Because no team Has ever defended it yeah. They've won the league Three times in a row He's put out a team That could have beaten Madrid you know, and it's not quite happened for him, but, but the Champions League is their priority, and and I really think that's what he's done. You know, Sanchez resting Sanchez, who's been a great player for them, was an interesting decision. There'll yeah. also be another added um, chapter to that because Mourinho was hired by Madrid to win La Decima, the tenth Champions League, tenth yeah. European Cup. Yeah. If if Guardiola stops him doing that, yeah. he'll still be the thorn on the side. And you know what it's like at Real Madrid? Winning the yeah. league is great, but you know, yeah. I mean, they've well, there's Del been Bosque teams that have won the league, exactly. Won the league exactly. He? exactly. So you know, oh, the uh, Champions League, I think he won, didn't he? But Joe Heinz won the Champions League and was sacked as well. Well, Capello left them when he won the league as well. It's it's an incredible club, isn't it? It's absolutely ludicrous when you look at it that way. But I mean, the Chelsea Barcelona game would have happened by the time this show comes out. But I think a two-one defeat for Chelsea at the new camp and still going through is not impossible at all. No. Chelsea are difficult to score against. Mm. They've been defending so resolutely and, and so you often, well. And you often wonder if, like, and it's sort of tapping into what you guys were saying earlier about. They could, beaten, they could have beaten Beaten 5 0 by the time. Yeah, they could. But, <laughs> but, you, but what, what I was going to say was if you have enough goes at it, and, and Mourinho's had quite a lot of goes mm. at playing at Barcelona now, and if he thinks to himself, if we just do this, this, and this, and, and, and we've got a decent chance here, because Barcelona, yeah. they won't resort to lumping it. Yeah. They won't hammer it up over the, over the back no, of the. They won't right. play a long ball. They won't, they'll play in that same way all the yeah. time. And sooner or later, a team which, let's, let's remember, has cost 300 million euros or whatever, yeah. should be competing with them, and eventually it will start to compete. With them right, and yeah. overcome them if Barcelona don't improve or think and adapt with new ways to play and strengthen their team. Well, they've tinkered a lot, haven't they? Like through necessity, they love to keep it fresh. You look at Cuenca and again Teo coming through, as we said, um, Thiago Alcantara as well. It's the, that team shifts around a lot. If you, I mean, you tend to think of this Barcelona team as a generation that started in the 2009 mm. uh, w- with that season uh, when Guardiola started. The team's so different now, so so different from that. And you know, maybe this is it's one of the lesser ones because they're giving a lot of young players a chance. And it's just this stage of the season with as you say, Mark, it's so much on. It's going to they're going to find it difficult. Teams for. <laughs> yeah. 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 But when you you know they've won thirteen out of seventeen trophies they've competed. Yeah, for. and let's not go overboard. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome, if, if they finish second to Real Madrid, it's no disgrace. Well, one yeah. particular it, iteration of this team will be remembered as one of the greatest club sides ever. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. I mean, there was a point where the, the Guardiola averaged a trophy every fifteen games. <laughs> really <laughs> <It's> incredible, <laughs> absolutely magnificent. Um, and also, they're in the Demon Dash Hall of Fame. Elsewhere in Spain, uh, Sevilla drew one all with Levante. Levante's still in fifth, hoping that um, they can catch Malaga in fourth. But um, the match was uh, between Sevilla and Levante was briefly interrupted after fans protested by throwing on scores of tennis balls. And this was because of the kickoff time. They weren't happy about it. The game was put back uh, to half past ten local time because of the um, Barca Madrid match kicking off two and a half hours earlier. Mm. I'd, be, I'd be annoyed at that. It's a real problem in Spanish football, surely, that so many people care about Barca or Real. That's Madrid, right. Everyone, everyone will. All oh, the other games have moved around for it. It's yeah, really it's stupid. stupid. It's, a, it's a great protest, though. Yeah, yeah. it was <laughs> cool. Isn't it because of something Basel did once? Well, Basel did. Yeah, Basel did. Um, I suppose a tennis ball protest in 2010, where they threw a load of uh, tennis balls on the pitch. But that was because the kickoff time was changed to avoid a clash with a local tennis tournament. That is ridiculous. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it works. But it was quite funny to see. Loads of it wasn't a golf tournament. Was it? <laughs> it's quite funny to see loads of footballers effectively relegated to being ball boys as well. Yeah. <laughs> there were just hundreds of tennis. Well, balls. Like calendars, <laughs> yeah. tellies, you know I mean? obviously tellies. File of faxes for the older 
the yuppies yeah on to Serie A then uh, where Milan dropped points at home to Bologna in uh, in, the, in the title run in Zlatan though scored a last gasp equaliser lovely little scissored volley oh it was beautiful wasn't it It was, but it was really delicately cushioned almost like he kissed it with his foot yeah because he was on fire in that game mm. Zlatan. he had a goal wrongly disallowed it was over well. the line that yeah. was definitely definitely over the line sick yeah. in for them and that's not the first time they've had a uh, no. you know over the line at, at the San Siro um, but Juve beat Roma 4-0 they're three points ahead with five games they to go them. pretty impinged weren't they yeah lovely kit mm. <laughs> big kit. star on it yeah yeah Vidal was superb in that game as well. and Pirlo uh, missed a peno but uh, f- scored the rebound didn't he it's incredible for Pirlo he goes to Juve and he's it was a, it was a r- massive dive for the penalty as well and the keeper right. got sent off Stecklenburg got sent <laughs> off yeah. it wasn't a penalty but Stecklenburg came out two footed though in a way you rarely see goalkeepers do so I can imagine the referee probably thought you know that's a mental lunge what you he doing? thought I've seen Ashley Young that's definitely a penalty <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Another big story in Italy on the weekend was in the Genoa-Siena game where, where Siena won 4-1. Genoa 17th and looking over their shoulders at the uh, relegation zone. When they went 4-0 down, a small group of Genoa ultras, about 60 to 80 of them, threw smoke bombs onto the pitch, held up play for 45 minutes and they demanded the Genoa players take off their shirts and hand them over. And incredibly, the captain, Marco Rossi, it went round and collected the yeah. player's shirt. That was awful. Absol- what <sighs> I can see why he's trying to appease them, but it was such a sad, tragic thing to watch a grown man have to do. Just to play so the devil's advocate, the defending was appalling. <laughs> 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 it was dreadful. Yeah, but it should never come to that. Come on. But I, I genuinely <laughs> felt the referee because it, it exploded on Twitter and people were just pausing. There's a stream. There's a stream. Check out what's happening. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it was like, are they going to play in skins? Flipping yeah. brilliant. I remember one of the um, was it the goalkeeper or something? One of the players refused didn't he yeah it was it was Giuseppe uh, Frey. Frey. he was crying yeah, he that went over and remonstrated with, uh, it was with, a striker. with the head ultras and then the old, one of the ultras started kissing him and it's just and it's one of those things where we find those sort of scenes completely shocking and rightfully so to a certain extent yeah. it's a completely different world with the old yeah. ultra situation the, we is, don't have that here the mentality of the ultras is interesting I read quite a bit about it um in a book which I forget the name of I'll get back to you about it it's the ultras their mentality is they see themselves as the only real permanent fixture at the club yep. yeah. Yeah. because managers and players come and go all the time so they think that they in their own mind they think they are the custodians of the club yeah. and they can demand and we saw it happen when um, I think it's Lazio were trying to sign Turam and, and um, all the all the um, ultras gathered around and said, uh, called a meeting with Turam said we won't racially abuse you all that sort of stuff yeah, we really want you to come here and that sort of scared him a bit and he, he didn't yeah. sign for them alright then yeah, <laughs> well they made that clear you know, I thought that was red. Yeah. I thought that was red. You know, um, so it's a very interesting psychology they've got, and it's the same ground. Where do you remember the um, the um, crowd trouble between Italy and Serbia with ultras oh, as well? Mm. The same ground, yeah. Right. Which yeah. is odd because it's Genoa. I know Sampdoria meant to be quite a, a nice middle class sort of kind of the, like a bit of a Fulham. Kind I don't of know enough about the sort of, yeah. mm. I don't know. Very steep standards at Sampdoria. If, we, if, we, if you want to focus on the football, I saw a decent part of that game, and Genoa's defending was so bad. Mm. We don't like to see it, Jim. I agree with you, but if we were going to see it, yeah. I'm pleased it was it's that game because that defending <laughs> was absolutely shocking. Yeah. So some of those ultras just come down front and part. They won't believe their luck. But it's crazy because there was <laughs> it, they reckoned there was only about sixty to eighty of them. But they got around the tunnel and they stopped it. They mm. they basically made it very effectively very difficult mm. for it to yeah. continue. But I tell you, a lot what, of leather jackets. 
Oh, yeah. lovely. Oh, well, they, they will do that. Um, but Scullios, or Scully, sorry, the um, pronunciation, um, he was the one who refused to uh, take his jersey Yeah, off. well, he confronted a guy who was literally standing on the tunnel. Yeah. And he was, it looked like he was going to pull him off of it for a bit. And it looked like it could get properly violent well, and some, really, really some nasty. Some reports say that um, his grandfather's mm. like... He's got an interesting love story. organised yeah. crime, shall we say? Yeah, but, well, allegedly, yeah, he's been... He's no, like, he got done for... Is he under house arrest or something like that? Yeah, he's, he's got some interesting backstory, is not he? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. Granddad can't leave his house. <laughs> <laughs> really furious that Baggio can sort it out for that Burmese lady, but not him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's very true. Uh, in the Bundesliga, Borussia Dortmund are champions, aren't they? Just? Aren't they? Um, well done to them, beating Mock and Gladbach. Did you see how they celebrated? Arms in the air. Uh, well, there, there was that as well, but all, all their sort of incredibly beautiful, glamorous wives and girlfriends came onto the pitch just to, just having a beer. <laughs> was it? All these really so demure-looking women was just it in swinging pints. Yeah. <laughs> they um, they set a new league record, going twenty-six games unbeaten. Yeah, they haven't lost since September. Charlton-esque, superb, isn't it? Yeah. Um, uh, they could do the double over Bayern. They've got them in the German Cup next month. Also, Dortmund have the second highest average attendance in Europe behind Barcelona, eighty thousand. Lovely. That's all in that one stand. And a fantastic away support, no doubt. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see Schalke, Augsburg versus Schalke? Uh, Huntelaar scored the equaliser. Yeah. Uh, they drew one all. And then they left him behind. He, he, he didn't get on the bus. What? Uh, they, they left him behind, and he got. They all got on the bus to the airport, and he was he was there. He had to get still a, celebrating. This and this though, he scored the claws as well. That's, yeah. that's gratitude. Yeah. He had to get a police car to the airport, and he made the flight with ten minutes to spare. <laughs> Brilliant. Amazing. Yeah. One of them late runs. Mm. Uh, Raul's looking to set. He's set to leave. Um, yeah, yeah it's a shame. Yeah. Have you I got any idea why? Is it he wants Mid- to go? I think Middle East. Oh. I think. I think there's a lot of interest in the Middle East, money-wise. I think. Uh, ma- yeah, I think money-wise, and also he, he probably wants to make sure he leaves on a high. Hmm. Yeah, fair. maybe it could be. I think. I think it'll retire really, in the number really, seven jersey. I think that's stupid. If I think. Do. I think it is. That's upset a lot of previous players as well, hasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> There'll be no <laughs> shirts left. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, not a general either. Now we're going to go to Australia. Mm. Because the A-League Grand Final happened um, mm. The Brisbane Roar became the first team in the A-League's history To defend the league title with a 2-1 win over Perth Glory Can I just be the first to say I don't watch an awful lot of Australian football t- To my chagrin Maybe I should watch some more but, but I saw most of this game And I'd like to refer to it as a physically robust affair oh, it, <laughs> <laughs> it was tough wasn't was it? It was, There was one guy right, who, who I'd say running full pelt <laughs> Elbow smashed a guy in the yeah. face. <laughs> Shane Smeltz, wasn't it? The yeah. guy. He's like one. Of, he's like a Perth Glory's best player. He's been a real he sort of standout had, he had player in the league. And he's just face. Yeah. across his like. Uh, uh, yeah, he looked like the Invisible Man from what I saw. <laughs> How do you I, know? I think in, within football, <laughs> <laughs> within football, you've still got the, the Aussie rules yeah. of football. Yeah. It was a very, very robust game. It was I, drama as well, all I, over the place. I really like um, Brisbane Raw. I've seen a fair bit of them. I, d- I don't even know why, actually. Because you're a glory um, supporter, that's yeah, right. yeah, that's why. <laughs> but they, they are. They play really nice, sort of expansive, open attacking football. It's just, uh, you know, the penalty was never, oh ever in a million No, years it was a difficult decision, wasn't it? Berens Beresha um, just yeah, sort Beresha. of kicked his own foot away. Yeah. Um, it was Liam Miller, was it, who um, ex-Manchester United? Yeah, yeah was, um, the, the new Roy Keane. He, the, he, he sort of swung that's a, why the game was so angry. He swung and missed the ball, didn't he? Yeah. Um, Pete, um, 2,500 Perth Glory fans travelled out the, basically the breadth of a continent to watch that game. Yeah, Good away you know. support or not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's not that many. Is that ticket in your boxes? There was a flight to cheap over there. There's about 50,000 people in there. Yeah, Suncorp. Yeah, well, see, yeah. the, the Australian up. football, um, you know, the, the crowds aren't huge, but um, the, the fans seem really, really into it. The atmosphere always sounds really good whenever you see it. I'd say 50,000 was decent. Well, yeah, but it's the A League final, isn't it? I mean, generally. Yeah. Big, big in the game. That's right. 
Ninety-six um, minute winner in a final. Mm. And, and, and I love that the league has a final. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, it is nice. Isn't the it? fact the fact that they've retained it, the first team to do so, I yeah. think, would that be something to do with why you support them, Jim? Or uh, I, would, I, I don't Arsenal. support them. <laughs> I just like it. <laughs> Perfect season. That's a dig, isn't it, Jimbo? Yeah. Um, uh, right then um, uh, Before we go to Going for Glod We've got to say This, this was um, I saw this uh, last week Now you obviously um, well, Shall we say met Claudio Conigia? Uh I was uh, He bumped into me Yeah That was enough for me You did, touched did his hand I was there Jim Did you yeah. Did he apologise There was no bumping No I didn't touch his hand yeah, You sort of brushed I remember that This is making it sound like I sort of frotted him was <laughs> it, <laughs> He <laughs> bumped into the back of me He's got previous Was it a hand or a buttock It was just like a shoulder Okay You got previous shoulder Argentinian forwards. <laughs> his, his brothers. Um, we, are you about to say his brother is a scout for Liverpool? No. Oh, well, basically, the reason he was there. You know, we were confused why he was there. Yeah. yeah. His brother is Liverpool's South American scout. Uh, That's basically why. Oh, I thought it might be um, to get away from the wife a bit because oh, uh, because she said uh, recently in the press there are two reasons a woman selects a footballer. Which <laughs> <laughs> is a brilliant start to a quote. Um, for love or for money. I, however, chose both. Uh, I, I have over 200 dresses that I never even wear. My, one must keep up with the fashion. Indeed. <laughs> one must. <laughs> but his daughter waded in as well, saying, I'm still. The granddaughter of the wind. <laughs> she said, I'm still too young to know whether I shall marry a footballer. I don't like Spaniards. I like Italians, Argentinians. A man must dress well, that's fundamental. Without that and a Ferrari, there is nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, he's bringing her up well. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And now it's Here time I for do. going for gold. Going for gold. Going for gold, gold. It's time for gold for gold. Mark is hey, just going to get the clues out. This is a suggestion from uh, the quite lovely Antonio Christopher. Thank you for that. If you'd like to suggest anyone, uh, Pete at thefootballramble.com. Mm. Right. Can I suggest uh, one? No. no. Come on. No, you cannot. That's not how it works. Silly me. <clears throat> right. First clue, gents. I retired at twenty-nine. Stop. Mark Van Basten. No. Oh. Stop. Uh, Steve Coppel? No. I think I might be a bit younger than that. I was fucking cool. <laughs> Stop. Eric Cantona, or was it 30? No. Or was he 30? Maybe. <laughs> it's not him. Yeah. <laughs> In 2005, I was made the Knight of the Order of the Star of Italian Solidarity, would you believe? Oh. That's an that's a accolade, isn't it? Mm. Anybody? Stop. Stop. It's not Paolo Maldini. <laughs> 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 um... Carbone Vinicius no. Carbone No, no he's older no, no, no. <coughs> Lentini No <laughs> I moved to Roma For 42 billion Italian lira Oof St- uh, Stop Batistuta No No he's not 29 did he He's playing in Qatar man Yeah true <laughs> <laughs> He's playing in Qatar man <laughs> suddenly, suddenly came over All North East I scored five goals In qualifying For the 98 World Cup Stop oh, God. Daniel Fonseca No No not Italian Of course he's Stop not. Moriera, um, Moriera, the winger. Is that him? No. Oh, <laughs> no, the winger. <laughs> Antonio Christopher, you've done very well here. Um, I ended my career at Bolton Wanderers. <clears throat> Pele named me in his FIFA 100. God, this should is be piss a, poor, this. Yeah. yeah, this we should have got this. That's a lot of money. I don't know how much it is, but oh, stop. You, you already joke, I have? No. No, you never went to Rome. Retired twenty nine. I know, I know. <laughs> it's just Paul. I'm just grasping. Don't say anything. Yeah, <laughs> it was still a lot of money. Yeah. No, no. No, so that was my last clue, I'm afraid. Hitatoshi Nakata. Oh, oh, no. oh, oh, of course it is. 
Christopher, well done. That was brilliant. He beat us. He beat us. I, I was thinking Italian. I wasn't thinking Japan. I was thinking Italian. Nobody was thinking Japan. Thank you for for your email, lady. Shall we have an email? Yeah. Dear Ramblets, having listened to some old rambles covering ridiculous Ooh. things heard from the terraces, I started to think about ridiculous things heard from TV slash radio commentators. Although there isn't exactly a shortage of examples for this, the stupidest thing I've ever heard comes from the thoroughly unsurprising source of David Pleat. During the Tottenham-Chelsea game in April 2010, where John Terry got sent off, Pleat's co-commentator was discussing how brilliant Luka Modric was uh, when Pleat suddenly piped up with, and I know his dentist, and his dentist thinks he's a super, super guy. <laughs> <laughs> That's the kind of thing <laughs> Followed by it. no explanation As far as I can remember That is from George Overhill George thank you very much Did that definitely happen? Oh well, no I, that's I haven't the kind validated of stuff it comes but, out with, uh, but that's what you want from it. him You don't want you know Anything else yeah. to be I'll tell you what friend. I want from Pleat I want good evening everyone Good evening everyone A bit of yeah. whimsy Fuck off home Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Can someone do my guardian shortboard yeah. I can't even he's, bother He's your confused <laughs> uncle That never married yeah. he? That's what you want from Pleat Yeah Slow driver Oh, it's profile time! Yay! Get on it! <laughs> oh, it's one of the best players from the 90s. It's Rivaldo. There we go. And what? if anybody goes, oh, but he did that thing against Turkey, piss off and don't listen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Turn off now. He wasn't, he wasn't too bad in the 2000s either. In the t- it still is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 40th birthday recently. Exactly. Yeah, he's still going. I'm glad you Life said that. Life begins at 40. I'll tell you what, he's had such a life already. Well, he was born on the 19th of April, 1972. Five years. Just five years after the summer of love. Yeah. <laughs> Did he win the sperm race, Jim? He will have done. He would have smashed it. Yeah. <laughs> overhead kicked it. It's probably, 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 probably got awards for it. Yeah, yeah. A man who was constantly overhead kicking as well. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 A, a, a fantastic, phenomenal player. In his mm. pomp, it, he watching him play football was like seeing your best friend drive for the first time. Because it was like, where did, a, where did you learn that? And B, how were you allowed to do that? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Three, where can I get me some of that? <laughs> it was actually really probably the closest... Brazil have had to Garincha since because he was bow-legged wasn't yeah. he because he had a very very poor upbringing he was, he was malnourished poor. he had a couple Incredibly of teeth poor. missing and stuff as well and he had a really terrible terrible sort of um, time yeah. and that's why he had that sort of weird bandy-leggedness indeed he, he said in an interview once um, he said I'll never forget the hunger I used to feel as a boy Oh. Which is which is harrowing. Yeah, yeah really here he had like a lot that. of criticism for his general attitude and his general demeanour being quite a sort of introverted guy, and maybe it comes mm. from that. You know, but maybe, it's, yeah. it's become clear later in his career how much he loves football, though. Oh, absolutely, oh, he loves yeah, it. Still yeah, playing yeah. at four, he's played in like he's playing know, in Angola. Yeah, well, he's yeah. playing in Angola now. He was at Banyodkor, wasn't he, for a bit in yeah. um, in Kazakhstan? Yeah, is that right? I'm just yeah. looking at it. No, like it was Uzbekistan. No, it was Uzbekistan. Sorry. Yeah. I mean, yeah, his childhood was 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 terrible. You know, I mean, his dad got run over and killed when he was only fifteen or something you know he used to his first local club he would have to walk 10 miles each way to training god yeah i mean he would he it's have a to, three hour walk <laughs> yeah he would have to there's your cardio for the day yeah. yeah he would sell like drinks and sweets and stuff on the beach just to make a few pennies for his family you know so a terrible start to life really um but despite all this his footballing talent managed to uh, to come through and he was uh, signed by lower league side Santa Cruz um, in the north of Brazil he only played four games for them but he got six goals <laughs> it's, it's beginning yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, he got noticed by Moggy Mirim in Brazil's second team say that again just because it's funny it's a good name isn't it Moggy Mirim that's his hometown team isn't it Does, did he not get an investment involved in them yeah I think, th- I think he later on did he not go back as a glorious role as president, president player or yeah, something? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's um uh, 
Terek Grozny-esque or whatever yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, he got noticed playing for, for Moggy um, he, when he famously scored a goal straight from kickoff in a Sao Paulo state championship match um, and it was uh, a, a goal that as he described changed his life that was in, in, in April 93 because he, he was name was in the papers the next day saying it, 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 classic Brazilian stuff they were saying this guy scored a goal that not even Pele scored you yeah, know? yeah. <laughs> um, but 93 was a big year for him he got Pele's just going well there was only one of them wasn't there yeah. <laughs> um, he got a big move to Corinthians who um he played 19 league games scored 11 goals and then the following year he went to uh, Palmeiras scoring uh, n- nearly half of these 45 league matches there he won uh, a league title and that was when people really noticed him you know and this all caught the attention of Deportivo La Coruña in Spain but before he went there though he was a part of that um, brilliant Brazil Olympic squad that finished third in the uh, Atlanta Olympic Games in 96 there were some great teams in that tournament mm. there was, we talked about it in the Carnu profile mm. obviously Nigeria won it Argentina had some we're fabulous good, yeah. players yeah. but Brazil finished third and of course that's a huge disappointment for them especially I think there were three well, one up against because a lot Nigeria. of these countries take the Olympic Games very seriously they do, yeah, yeah. in terms of football that's right. obviously in this country we've not really entered the team we will do in, in August but um, we've not been able to because it's Great Britain and that sort of thing but yep. in other countries very very much a big deal you know mm. and, and, and as I said it was seen as a big failure when they um, they came third and, and it was the start of a funny relationship between him and the Brazilian supporters which we'll, we'll come on to so he went to Spain uh, after the summer of 96 played for Deportivo and he was only there for a season but 22 goals in 46 appearances was, was very impressive considering it's his first season in Europe and he's still a young guy Yeah. and um, uh, Deportivo finished third that he's season he's not a striker too. by the way no, no. sorry I should say yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he, yeah, some, I mean, when he went to Barcelona he was sometimes played out on the left um, but an attacking mm. midfielder yeah, yeah. scored so many goals yeah. for, for a player there and of course after Deportivo he went to Barcelona They, uh, the powers that be there thought we fancy a bit of this Yeah. and, and he kind of replaced Ronaldo not in a positional sense but more in a sort of talismanic sense yeah and sort of weighing in with all the goals as well yeah I mean he was weirdly second top scorer I think it was three, it every three season, occasions I think was it was it? A, a lot yeah <laughs> he replaced him in a Brazilian sense yes. in a Brazilian yeah, 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 yeah he did well, they've often got a big player um, don't they Barcelona that that, uh, that that really is kind of like their main man I know they've yeah, got a talisman yeah I mean obviously Messi at the moment but it was Ronaldo Ronaldinho he was one of those guys you know mm-hmm. very much so and mm. he wowed that place so many times at the, at the Camp Nou and uh, my goodness did he have a shot on him yeah, <laughs> yeah. like he the driller yeah you know <laughs> but also a very deft touch yeah as well. he, he just could just do everything with that ball. Ch- he had an excellent really really rapid change of direction as well mm. the amount of time mm. he'd go to pass or shoot fake it change direction the amount of times defender would end up on his arse yeah but he could sort of sort of cushion balls that were coming sort of long balls that were coming down really sort of deftly and just then absolutely thump them <laughs> there was a moment <laughs> almost like taking a free kick in mid-air yeah. <laughs> not, even, not even that just a layoff thought he'd take it down and then he'd just spot someone and you wouldn't even see it and then yeah, this yeah. guy would just <laughs> arrive and he'd be like oh Jesus Christ yeah. I've scored <laughs> <laughs> how's he done that <laughs> <laughs> um, he won the, the league in Copa del Rey in his first season and was second top goal scorer only Christian Vieri scored more than him in La Liga that season a decent start <laughs> yeah decent a decent Start. Um, after that season uh, along came uh, France 98 where he was with Brazil showed the world what he could do at the biggest stage um, weighing with a, a few goals and assists scored in the group game against Morocco but his best contribution was in the quarterfinals against Denmark did he not score past Schmeichel in that game he did Last long range twice. low effort he's got mm-hmm. twice that was, that was his second Brazil's yeah. third because um, Denmark put up a good fight against Brazil and they came back to two all and 
it was just a case of yeah we've got Rivaldo so yeah, we're, we're not having this <laughs> yeah well yeah. it really was that Rivaldo thought oh, here we go Doof. they did that in 2002 against England as well <laughs> no, 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 no 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 but, but obviously Brazil <laughs> lost in the final again it was considered a failure but that Brazil yeah. 98 side were great they really were mm. and, and Rivaldo was a big part of that um uh, back at Barcelona he was owning the new Camp uh, in 98-99 season they won the league again he was second top scorer again with 24 goals only Raul scored more goals than him in the league one more and that's, that's a proper striker yeah, yeah. <laughs> you I know. think you could describe Raul as a proper striker yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he would fit the bill there yeah, yeah that's, that's right. a proper striker yeah <laughs> um, 1991 FIFA World Player of the Year and the Ballon d'Or of course they hadn't merged at that point um, and they also won the Cop America Brazil did 19, in 1990 he finished top goal scorer with Ronaldo on five goals imagine having those two as spearheaded your attacks yeah. oh god they scored two in the final against Uruguay yeah which which is so strange why he's not loved by the Brazilian strange fans so much mm. but um, anyway because he t- tends to take he tended to take the blame for a lot of those sort mm. of disappointing yeah um, results perhaps because he was he was quite talismanic you know I mean they, they tend to have a, a lot of talismans at any one time in Brazil don't they but he really did seem to bear the brunt of it was it the Olympic Defeat, I think he was. That was the first one. The limit where he was, was the first sort of one. blamed for it. And it and never really ceased. Yeah, and well, it's and like and you say, he's, he's quite an aloof sort of character, and maybe that's you yeah, know, maybe well, that's he, he was Brazilians. Maybe that's kind of true. I mean, it, it, yeah, he's not particularly flash. He's not. He's not um, the party boy like Ronaldinho. So yeah, uh, he was from the north, which is you know quite poor and whatnot. And so the, the, those in the south, where you know you got the Rio and a, a few more places like that, a little bit more money. As I say, it's a little bit more um, kind of a colourful kind of lifestyle, arguably. Or maybe Salvador in the north might disagree with that. So so he was maybe considered quite boring, quite a flat personality. Yeah, and th- people didn't really in Brazil they want a bit more. They want a superstar, don't they? Yeah, yeah I well, think that's so that's by the newspaper. Yeah. Anyway, so I mean, it was yeah. probably where the where the money was, where the newspapers were mm. actually written, I suppose. Yeah, it, it's a funny one. Um, uh, it, one of his um, best games for Barcelona was away in Milan during a Champions League match in 2000 when he got a hat trick in a three all draw, two free kicks, and a diving header. <laughs> <laughs> and that's not even the best hat trick he scored for Barcelona. He did score a couple of goals against Manchester United in the Champions League. If I may yeah. just delay that hat trick yeah. for a brief moment, do you remember that at the new camp when uh, Cole and York scored uh, a couple of goals? And there was one goal he scored, the ball came over, and I think he did a chest up and a, and a bicycle kick he didn't quite execute it as well but he got another attempt at that yeah. it was against Valencia yeah. ladies and gentlemen now Barcelona it was the last day of the um, I think it was 2000-2001 season it was yeah and Barcelona needed to beat Valencia to qualify for the fourth Champions League spot crazy really to think that I think well they were in real real dire straits yeah um, and, and, and he was their shining light you know sort of dragging yeah. them into there their other shining light was Patrick Cliver yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's the sort of level well, they were at back well, then Valencia were in the Champions League spot weren't they and Barcelona needed to beat them to yeah. take that Valencia spot Valencia just needed a draw that's right and um, Rivaldo scored one of the best hat-tricks you'll see yeah mm. fir- probably the best hat-trick yeah his like, first one was aesthetically <laughs> yeah his first one was an absolute scud oh no yeah. was it, no was it, the first one was a free kick yeah and the mm. second one was a long ranger yeah yeah just it, it didn't even go perfectly in the corner it was just hit at such pace <laughs> yeah and Canizares yeah, yeah <laughs> to the keeper yeah you know and then it all came down to the last minute of the last game of the season and it, the ball was it floated the ball onto his chest 
Back chest, to goal. Chested yeah. up. Absolutely textbook. I remember but saying that video. You dirty boy. <laughs> <laughs> you dirty, dirty boy. Like, it did. It, curling an overhead kick is ridiculous. <laughs> and give, uh, the reason I say it's probably the best hat trick ever is the circumstances yeah. as well. Like you say, pretty much the last kick of the game. <laughs> <laughs> of the season. Well, Valencia are a good team around that time. They went on yeah. to the league, didn't they? Under, under Benitez and stuff. So, you know, they're, they're a decent side. Oh, it, it, it's one of my favourite goals of all time. <laughs> yeah. It's just delicious. How, right, how dare he? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's he's like, got no right. Yeah, he's got no right to uh, shoot from it's, there. It's one of those moments where the Valencia players would just look around at each other and look at the manager, and everyone would just be like that. What uh, do you want from us? Yeah. yeah. Don't worry, you yeah. can't defend that. Yeah. You know, absolutely super. Again, he finished second top goal scorer in the league, as, as we said earlier. 24 goals, Loser. one behind Raul again. That proper striker nipping in, um, but he was just capable of doing anything, wasn't he, Rivaldo? When you get to that level, mm. he's just a different. Guy. He scored a goal against uh, the halfway line. I think it was against Atletico Madrid. Um, I think that was a little bit earlier in his Barcelona career. But again, he was like, under pressure from a player. It wasn't like Beckham where he had a lot of room and he looked up and he thought, "Yeah, go on then." It mm. was. It was so much quicker. Mm. There was no. He didn't have a run up at it. Just mm. yeah, boom, there you go. Mm. Have that. Um, so in- incredible He scored 136 goals In 253 games For Barcelona But despite this Despite all that He came under Such criticism From the Barcelona fans You know They accused him Of delivering more On a Brazil shirt And, and vice versa Brazilian fans yeah. Accused him Of delivering more On a Barcelona shirt um, he Right was- I'm off to Kazakhstan <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sod it Yeah, yeah it Ridiculous You know <laughs> Absolutely ridiculous I mean one Spanish journalist Suggested it was because Rivaldo um, You know Never sort of Marketed himself that well He never made, did interviews much yeah. Like we said earlier um, You know Rob Smythe incidentally Did an excellent piece On Rivaldo a few years ago And sums it all up um, Quite nicely But yeah Some of the Barcelona fans That got on his back um, was, You know would, would, would blame him If they didn't win And, and Rivaldo said In an interview once After the game He said I'm not a machine I don't see why people Demand me uh, Demand more of me Than the other players I've played a lot of games Carrying an injury um, I just don't know What else I can do Yeah I've been like Well you're <clears> decent uh, yeah, don't I'm, worry about it, mate. I've got no beef. <laughs> yeah, it's not me. <clears throat> it's, it's ridiculous, isn't it? Absolutely ridiculous. Did um, people think he was De Nilsson? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Could be, yeah. Maybe. Um, the year he left Barcelona was, was 2002. <laughs> that was also the year he would uh, achieve glory for Brazil when they won the World Cup in Japan and, and South Korea. He was superb in that tournament, mm. scoring in Brazil's first five games of, of that. Marked England. Tournament. Yeah, most notable. Scored a lovely one against England, yeah. Um, Belgium and, and England in the knockout phase. The game that Ronaldinho was sent off for an a horrendous assault on England's rose Danny Mills <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but he was, he, was, he was great in that tournament Rivaldo oh, Ronaldo, Rivaldo <laughs> and Ronaldinho up front you know you'd probably fancy yourself it's not bad is it <laughs> no, yeah. it's not bad these Brazilians yeah. um, of course he did have his silly moment against Turkey we can't, we can't forget that no what are you talking about it's a horrendous assault on him <laughs> it's lucky they got through that. <laughs> that that was a shame but unfortunately nowadays people seem to just remember that really yeah why do people hate this guy because it he is a brilliant. wicked animated gif that's why yeah <laughs> <laughs> he's been a victim of the gif I tell you what when Rivaldo scored that one against England Big Phil Scalar has given it one on the sideline yeah, the, cam- the camera cut to it mm. and he was going mad and everyone was crowding around and jumping on him because he, he knew that was it yeah, was like, yeah. You, know. you don't remember the footage and Ericsson describes a bottle of water and such drinking from it really cu- calmly yeah. there's nothing from Ericsson at nah. that point nah, Big Sven ah <laughs> oh, Svenigans but yeah um, <laughs> So he had a fantastic 2002 World Cup And of course Brazil won the tournament In 2002 he also he signed for Milan uh, He didn't play too much for Milan It was mm. a funny time See this I think is where people think That his career just like nosedived no. And people kind of 
look at his career, you know, post Barcelona, and seem to judge him more on that because he yeah. moved around a lot. You know, he played in Greece for a bit. As we'll, we'll obviously come to him successfully, and, 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 al- and also judge him on modern Barcelona rather than what the, the state yeah. they were in when yeah. he actually played. Yeah, he played in a very different Barcelona yeah. team than what he was. Well, not yeah. very different. I mean, the fact that we're fighting for fourth place on the last day of the season shows that. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. He, he was on the bench for Milan um, during their Champions League win, so he has got a Champions League winners' medal, but uh, he didn't play. You know, and for a player like that, you, you want to be yeah. playing in, in, in those types of games. So uh, he moved on to. Olympiacos where he won league titles and cups and a great time in Greece yeah he, sc- he scored a lot of goals I didn't realise quite how successful he was out there and he scored a lot of significant goals he for scored one well. in, in the cup final when he was it was an outrageous goal I mean he's, he's not far from the corner flag and he just curls it right over the key and, it, and he mm. means it it's not like yeah. a cross come shot <laughs> absolutely glorious and uh, then he moved to um, AK Athens afterwards and uh, yeah, he had a good time in Greece um, then he moved to Uzbekistan he still won the league and cup in Uzbekistan <laughs> yeah. 33 league goals in 53 league games I've seen Bunyadkov play not very good no I saw him play not now he's I, I saw him play this season they were terrible I don't know what they were like when he played for them yeah better I think it's <laughs> better, <so. laughs> yeah I'd say so yeah I'd say so he went back to Brazil after that um, as I say there was uh, something to do with Moggy Miram again um, but then he played for Sao Paulo quite sensationally yeah, I think what happened was he went back to Moggy Miram which is like his hometown club became as you said player president then I think that sort of Brazil got hold of it and realised it was actually far too good and so he went to Sao Paulo <laughs> yeah but it was it was nice actually when he, when he went back to Sao Paulo because in an interview he was asked how Brazilian players reacted to him um, when he returned home uh, to play there because Ronaldo said that he was given some real treatment as you could imagine <laughs> but Rivaldo actually said he said people want to swap shirts with me and there are players who tell me I was the best player at the 2002 World Cup but when you're out there in the middle of all that chaos, chaos um, you just have to say thanks and you're off there's no time to chat um, he even said as well that sometimes you'll get a player who's marking you tightly and he'll even apologise and say my coach told me to stick close to you and mark you I know you're a great player and he said but I tell them it's fine you have to do what you've got to do <laughs> it's not it's so weird but it's nice that his fellow professionals realise that happens to me a lot when I play actually that's yeah. true isn't it <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that's good. I mean, maybe some of the fans don't recognise it, but it seems a lot of the players do. Mm. So, so that's good. But I think um, the players would gener- generally have a, a greater appreciation of what he's doing, given that they're in the same trade. You know, yeah, trying to do the same. You know, yeah. How can you not with the what? With, it's Rivaldo. Yeah. Yeah. People shouldn't be having a pop at it. <laughs> all of the thing, all of the ridiculous things he's done. That hat trick, just the, the yeah, alone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. That, uh, literally that alone. But mm. the, that's the thing with Barcelona. You got the stats. You know, score was there the the, the, the club's top goal scorer on so many seasons they won the league they won the cup mm. all the things he's done for Brazil you yes. know. they won the world cup <laughs> they won the world cup they won the yeah. Copa America and he was top goal scorer in the tournament yeah, not um, good enough no yeah. no. <laughs> in fact let's not put, let's not put him in <laughs> sod him <laughs> um, and then uh, he left to join a Carby score in uh, the Angolan league um, all I know is he's played six games out there five goals yeah you've got to love your football to be playing out in Angola 40 years no old them. Yeah, it's surprising he can't find a more sort of permanent fixture in in Brazil, who would think? You know, it's false. There's like, yeah, but there's like five billion clubs in Brazil. <laughs> there must be some reason for him going out there. Yeah, well, he, he said the language actually was one of the reasons why, because obviously they speak. Yeah, Portuguese. of course. Maybe he's just got the travel bug. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Um, but Spanish football expert um, John Cullen summed up uh, Rivaldo quite nicely when he stated back in the day that Rivaldo combines to dazzling effect the two essential qualities of the ideal footballer: artistry and efficiency. Yeah, and with that, he's coming into the Zoom at all. Come on in, Ronaldo. 
Right, ladies and gentlemen, that is the end of the football ramble for this week. If you want to get in touch with us, the email address is show at thefootballramble.com and the website is thefootballramble.com. Yes, it is. And this week on the website, Dermot Corrigan looks at Cesc Fabregas' teething trouble at Barcelona, which we've mentioned earlier. James Appel tells the tale of the Russian Premier League side Rostov, who have just appointed their fifth manager of the season. And Mikhail Zakodny tells a bizarre story of FC Com's uh, Slavomir, uh, I think that's Peshko, who was sort of drunkenly kidnapped by a cab driver. A very bizarre story. <laughs> so just get over there, check that out. And elsewhere, there's the Hall of Fame, the shop, the forum, and our email addresses in that in the little contact. But if you want to look at that, don't know why you would. I'll tell them about your comedy store gig as well. Yes, uh, there's another gig coming up at the sto- uh, comedy store. It is for the Balls to Homelessness charity. Uh, on the bill is Alan Davies, Ian Stone, Ramesh Ranganathan. You enjoyed him a lot. Yeah, he was last good. Yeah. Interesting um, to hear what Alan Davies has to say. Yeah, <laughs> in, indeed. Uh, Jack Whitehall's on. Sean Walsh is on, and um, there's, there's some, a massive star uh, who I can't name, you. but is but is brilliant. Yeah, and most importantly, me. We'll come uh, down. We'll come down. Yeah, so we're there. We're so there. Uh, May seventh, the Comedy Store. Go to the Comedy Store website for tickets. Or maybe you put a link on the Football Ramble forum or something. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Marvellous. Um, any more for any more? No. Nope. Say goodbye, Jim. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Pete. Goodbye. And say goodbye, Luke. Goodbye. And it's goodbye from me, Bethel, Baffle, Biff, Boffle, Whoopie, Whoopsies. <laughs> <laughs>